Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello Capricorn, welcome to Scorpio season. I'm looking at your charts for this season and really feeling the need for sensitivity towards yourself, towards others, towards the world. Capricorn is a sign that, at least in popular astrology, doesn't always get a lot of credit for being that sensitive. Um, Pop astrology likes to paint the picture of Capricorn as being, you know, pretty detached from emotion, uh, sometimes being an energy that is more focused on productivity or logistics or ambition and not as um, relationally attuned or emotionally competent. But that's not true. The archetypal uh, symbolic resonance for Capricorn is the figure of the sea goat, half goat, half fish. The bottom half of this creature is from the sea, and the front half, the, the half with the head, um, is not just a land creature, but a creature that climbs mountains. And this juxtaposition of a underwater being that climbs mountains and gets to the craggiest uh, outcrops of, of rocks way up uh, at the top of mountains where water and air even is scarce. Um, I think in a lot of ways perfectly describes Capricorn sensibilities. Um, most of the Capricorns, I think all of the Capricorns that I know are highly intuitive, really sensitive people. And that sensitivity in many ways compels them uh, in the world and often gives them capacity to maintain stability and perspective and grace and dignity um, and fortitude in times of really profound emotional challenge and times when collective consciousness or uh, you know, people around them may be kind of falling apart. So this could be one of those times, Capricorn, 
Um, when I tune in with your chart, it feels like there is a lot of emphasis on what's happening in the social realms and the places of conversation, particularly in the spaces and places where you intersect with larger groups of people. So this could be in general as a member of society. This could be specific to uh, communities or organizations or cultural groups that you're a part of. This can also include friend groups, you know, and, and general networks and kind of the social environment or landscape that you find yourself in. And I should say also that this definitely includes any spaces of activism um, where you might be combining your efforts with others to enact some kind of movement um, in the world. There is a lot of emotion that is present right now, as I am sure you are aware. But astrology is describing what's happening uh, on Earth. It's not, I don't know necessarily if it's directly causal all the time. I believe in the axiom, as above, so below, as the roots, so the flowers. We are part of an um, intricately crafted uh, existence in this universal cosmic sphere. It is beyond what any of us can understand for sure. Uh, but somehow astrology works and really aptly describes uh, moments of experience. And in the Capricorn charts, uh, what is being described is a landscape of high emotional intensity in your social world. Um, so as we move into Scorpio season, it's really important for you to be sensitive and to hold the weight of emotional consideration with a lot of care. Um, there is so much gravity right now. There is so much weight in the water. Um, this is a, a time that, in my opinion, is not simple. It is deeply, deeply complex. And what is surfacing in collective consciousness has a lot to do with long lineages of trauma, lineages that extend back centuries and millennia, lineages that span time and space, that thread through probably many of our uh, streams of ancestry, um, personal lives and biographies. And of course, in a timescale this vast, uh, what we experience in our individual lives and relationships is often really decontextualized. And so people might be having very strong emotional reactions that carry the weight of several centuries of emotional uh, response that is still alive and in their bodies. Um, there is such a thing as generational memory. And sometimes that memory is right here and available and we know it and we work with it and we understand our family's stories um, or our culture stories or the world stories. But most of the time, I think for most of us, we don't really understand the larger context or we've forgotten or those stories have been obscured or uh, we might only know one part. And so there is a lot of space for misunderstanding right now. There's a lot of space for misperception, for pretty heightened activation and argument. And I want to encourage you, Capricorn, to not contribute to that with uh, arrogance and insensitivity. Um, and this, in your charts, what I'm seeing, uh, it would come out as thinking that you know the answer. So even if you are really grounded in your opinion, you totally have like a great grasp on everything that's going on. 
I'm going to just suggest that the efficacy that you can bring with your presence is more integrated and more powerful when you hold space for complexity and when you don't try to dominate or assert your opinion. Doesn't mean you can't have an opinion at all. But there is a lot of need for you to cultivate emotional sensitivity right now and to give space for it. And Capricorns, in some ways more than any other signs that I know, have so much capacity to give space. And I really, really appreciate this about uh, the Capricorn people in my life. I have several really close Capricorns. I love you guys. I really do. Um, my best friends in the world are Capricorns. And what I really, really love about my Capricorn friends is how much space they can give for something. They don't get their feathers ruffled um, in ways that a lot of people do. They can take jokes. They can give relational space. We can be out of touch for a long time and then come back into touch and it's like no time has passed. They're steady. You may or may not resonate with the, that language, but I want to encourage you to cultivate steadiness right now and to really bring that to your friends, to bring that to your community spaces, to bring that to society and the world in general. And another thing that I love so much about the Capricorns in my life is that they have wonderful sense of humor. Capricorn humor is so great. It is like y'all really are some great comics and can really appreciate humor because you're not afraid of intensity. You're not, like I said, you don't get your feathers ruffled that much. Capricorn in, uh, I'm not going to say you don't because I know you do. I know you get your feathers ruffled, but what I meant to say is that you have the inner fortitude and strength to deal with it uh, a lot of times and to not like jump into reactivity. And that's not true of all Capricorns, but I think maybe it's true of you. So the thing about Capricorn humor, right, is that Capricorns can appreciate uh, cynicism and um, kind of like the the humor of life, which is not always actually that funny, but sometimes really necessary, really needed to be able to um, see the humor in absurdity and tragedy. And I don't mean to bypass it and I don't mean to make light of it. Um, and I'm not talking about the humor that belittles or bullies or brushes things under the rug. I'm talking about the ability to laugh at ourselves for the ways that we get so caught up in the myopic nature of human neuroticism and fixation. I'm talking about the ability to see that the human condition as tragic as it is, that there's something that's kind of funny about it, that it's, it's like, wow, this is so tragic. Ha ha, imagine what else we could be doing with our creativity and intelligence. Isn't it worth laughing and crying 
that so often those choices are not made. And sometimes it's in the humor that we can get perspective on something. And so along with really wanting to encourage you to be sensitive right now, I also want to encourage you to feel into your sense of humor. And they have to go together. And I'm not sure if I just gave the best example, but they really need to go together because a good sense of humor without sensitivity can be real mean. And that's not what we need. We need the kind of sense of humor that can include people. And that requires sensitivity. And right now you are positioned in your life to bring levity and solace and support to others. And this might be surprising in some ways because for a long time, Capricorn has really been going through uh, some hardships and it may or may not have felt that you were the first person that your friends were going to call for support over the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. But increasingly, I think you might find, and you may be finding already, that your, your friendship and your perspective and your presence are important for people in your life. And I think that a lot of you want to bring your presence and your perspective and your support into your social spaces right now. And I want to encourage you to do that because we need you and we need your sensitivity and we need your sense of humor. And in order for you to have sensitivity and humor, we need you to be self-reflective, self-reflexive. We need you to be laughing at yourself, actually having a good sense of humor about your own experience of the human experience. We need you to be on the level with us, humble, of the earth, not up in some, uh, on some pedestal telling us what's right and what's wrong and we should do this and not that. We don't need that from you right now. We need you to be here and with us, holding space, giving perspective, laughing with us, laughing at the ways that you yourself experience the absurdity of the human condition, extending compassion and emotional sensitivity to yourself for the ways that you yourself are caught up in the human condition, and then sharing that with us. We need this from you, and we need this from you throughout Scorpio season, and we especially need this from you at the end of October, near the lunar eclipse and full moon on October 28th. This is a, a period of time in which your expressive capacity is reaching people in some ways. It's impacting and affecting them. And you might feel, you might feel quite affected by people at this time. You might feel affected by the world. You might be uh, loathe to go out and into it. This might be a, a period of time where you're really feeling um, what is happening in social spaces as a cause for reflection on how you hold your own space. But this is a full moon that is amplifying how you express yourself and what you bring into the spaces of your expression. And it's also amplifying the capacity that you have to impact other people. 
And my guess is that you want to impact people in ways that lead to more abundance and um, positive life experiences for yourself and for others. And so I'm going to say that you will achieve those ends through sensitivity and compassion and bringing yourself onto earth and being here, a human being, with the rest of us, being in your body, being self-reflective, and having a sense of humor about it, and using your Capricorn capacities to be both in the water and up in the mountains, in the feeling, and way up with the big perspective. Can you help us hold the tension of being deeply in the emotional spaces while also needing to see the big picture. Embodied astrology has so much going on and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead, and the practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are available by recording if you can't attend live, and if you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. So as we get into the month of November, there is rapid acceleration and intensification um, in the dimensions of what I'm going to say is the interplay between direct experience and ideas. And so what's happening on the ground in people's bodies, in people's relationships, in people's experiences with being alive on earth, with life as a uh, you know, kind of general um, desire that those of us who are living at least biologically, instinctually move towards, um, even if we might feel depressed or not that interested sometimes. It's an instinctual biological mechanism to survive. Um, the realms of relationships 
the uh, experiences that people are having with resource, with food, with money, with housing, with basic stability. Um, these direct experiences of being embodied are chaotic right now, to say the least. Chaotic is a word. And there are not guarantees. There are not guarantees in this moment. And people are affected. And this is affecting people's minds. And it is affecting how people communicate. And it is affecting how people perceive the world. And this then in turn affects their actions. And as we move into November, there is a rapid acceleration between experiences that people are having in their embodied existence, how they're thinking about things, and then what kinds of action they are taking. Now, I want to propose that this is a period of time in which there is a lot of powerful positive transformation that can happen. And in particular, I think it can happen as people recognize where there are shared experiences. Um, we are all affected by institutionalized oppression to varying degrees and in different ways, but still we are all affected by environmental oppression and devastation, by extractive industry, by generations of uh, erasure and denial of certain groups of people's experiences or existence. We are all affected. We all come from very complex uh, family lines and trauma patterns. And the more that we can uh, get curious about where our traumas intersect in our uh, lived experience and also in our ancestry and uh, family lineages and the ways that the world has been shaped, the more that we can get curious about the ways that uh, climate change affects everybody or war affects everybody, um, the more that we can invest ourselves into the spaces where we are actually sharing an experience. We are alive here on earth. We are breathing air together. We are drinking water together. Water and air recycle all the time. The more that we can come into the spaces of shared experience and really work in those spaces for uh, mutual benefit, repair, relief, etc., I think that there is profound transformation that can happen. Now that kind of transformation is not going to happen because government leaders are leading the way. Absolutely not. It's happening because civilians and individuals and people who are parts of families and groups are saying, hey, let's look at this together. Let's create space together. Let's do the work that is really hard to do because there's not a direct protocol for it. There's not a formula. We actually just have to be here and give space for it. It's messy. It's complicated. It's deep. It needs time. Capricorn, I don't know what it is that you're doing, but a lot of you have some kind of capacity to hold this kind of space. And as we get into November, we need your leadership. We need um, your willingness to just hold some space. And again, to be that possibility model of steadiness and humor and perspective, uh, holding space for the feelings that are here, uh, understanding that feelings come and go. They uh, don't need to be immovable facts. They can be part of life and they can also evolve and change. 
we need you to be holding space. And in some ways, it feels like a lot of you are doing this as we get into November. And I don't know how, you know, it may be that you are talking to your colleagues over the lunch table. It might mean that you're holding space for your kids when they come back from school. You might be in a position of organizational leadership, and this is what you're doing in a bigger, more public way. I don't know. But November to me looks like you are on call and you are really serving uh, some kind of system strategy. You are serving, um, hopefully, healing in the spaces that you are a part of. I want to invite you to participate with Embodied Astrology. Um, If you only listen to these horoscopes, there's so much more that happens at EA, and I'm just a part of it. So there are multiple facilitators that have been working with me over the last couple of years. As we move into the next couple of years, um, it's going to become more and more of a group project. And the facilitators and the events that happen at Embodied Astrology are timed with astrology. They do not shy away from politics. They don't uh, bypass the current moment. Uh, trying to get to some kind of esoteric mysticism. It's, we're really working with symbolism of right now and thinking about how do we use symbolism and alchemy so that we can transform ourselves to transform the world. On October 28th, which is the full moon and lunar eclipse, and then a week later on November 4th, one of our facilitators, Sherry Taylor, who's a clinical psychologist, a death doula, a scholar of myth and symbolism, and an all-around multi-talented, really exceptional facilitator, is going to be holding space for uh, parts three and four of her workshop series this year, Gravity and Grace. This is a series that works with the planet Saturn's transit through Pisces. Now you might know that Saturn is your ruling planet. So as a Capricorn, whatever Saturn is doing is super important for you to be paying attention to. So hopefully you've already come to parts one and two of Sherry's series. Every uh, session is standalone. You can do it as a drop-in, but all four of them together create an arc. And on October 28th, she is going to be working with eulogy practice and uh, helping us understand the work of Saturn in Pisces as the work of death doula-ing, what is no longer in service to ourselves, our relationships, and our collective spaces in our world. Um, And then on November 4th, she is working with what happens after we let go. What is the creativity of the chaos? How do we uh, pull from the mess and um, reimagine what we can create together? This would be really, really supportive, I think, for you as a process um, for yourself to go through, but also if you are space tending, if you are holding space for other people, I think this would be really helpful because a lot of you are in some kind of position to be holding space for people who are experiencing the emotional repercussions of death. Let me say that again. A lot of you are in positions that require you for some reason or another to hold space for people who are experiencing the emotional ramifications of death. Maybe folks 
in your world are affected by what's happening in the world. Maybe folks in your world are experiencing human life, which includes illness and death and loss and suffering and grief. Maybe folks in your world are going through breakups and divorces and losing their jobs or really changing inside of themselves and they are experiencing their own death and rebirth. Please come do this work. We, uh, I think, are all needing to go through death doula training right now, and Sherry is such a powerful guide. Um, as you move through these first two weeks of November, this kind of rapid processing that people are uh, experiencing, there's also really a need for you to be doing your own work, your own internal processing work. Your... Um, creative practices and body practices right now are big spaces of resource. Um, any kind of creativity and creativity emerges in the moment with whatever resources are at hand. So this could be singing to your kids. This could be uh, watching the clouds and making stories about the shapes that you see. This could be dancing, painting, poetry, etc. Um, but there's some way that when you allow yourself to drift into some liminality and access your own imagination, you are able to kind of work things out that you're trying to hold. And this is important because if you're holding space for other people and you're feeling affected by the world, you also are being affected and you're also really needing to process a lot. Um, on November 13th, there is a new moon in Scorpio. And then over the course of the next week, there are layers of activity happening in the sign Scorpio, increasing and amplifying emotional intensity on the planet. And for you in your social realms and in the ways that uh, you might feel affected by the world. And you have to be processing also at this time. It's really important that you have time and space to clarify your own thinking, to feel your own feelings, to do your own self-reflection so that you can then take action in the ways that you want to take action. You are very motivated in the last half of November to take action. A lot of you are thinking about what do you need to do? You're thinking about the future. And many of you are uh, not feeling super enthusiastic because you're Capricorns and you see things a lot of times for how they are. You really see the reality of things. Um, and the human condition is a terrible condition, I have to say, uh, especially these days in many ways. And it may be that a lot of you around this time are really um, feeling some pretty intense depression or despair. There may be a sensation of why what is it about the future that is compelling for you at all? And I certainly can't answer that for you, but I can say that your creative practices and your body practices and whatever it is that gets you into the here and the now and the present and that allows you to work skillfully with your own sensitivity is going to be helpful. And when it comes to the future of your life and everybody else's life, um, we need people who are able to process and we need support from people who are doing their own uh, processing. And so one reason to continue in the work that you are doing, staying alive, 
being here in life, whatever that happens to look like where you are, um, is to bring this capacity that you have to uh, hold space for what is happening and to hold space in ways that don't bypass, that don't ignore, but that also don't fully get submerged into the seas. And so we really need the sea goats right now. We need the ones who can bring sensitivity and big perspective. And this is such a strong impression that I have of what is being asked from you um, in the last half of November. And I will say that Scorpio season is spreading into the next six months. And that over the course of um, these months from now until next April, there are increasing um, opportunities for you to express yourself, to get creative, to get access to your own sensitivity, your own intuition, your own uh, inner intelligences. And this compels and propels you in your work in the world. And in whatever ways you want to be part of shaping the future, um, do the work in yourself. And in whatever ways you're doing the work in yourself, you are taking part of shaping the future and shaping the world around you. So the last plug I'll give for EA um, is to work with me November 18th and 19th. I'm offering a weekend workshop and we're going to be focusing on Mars. Uh, there's an important transit of Mars happening around that time that sets up a two-year cycle where energies of drive and desire and assertion and aggression and passion um, are going to be very strong, very present, and potentially very empowering when we work to mature and integrate these drives in ways that are responsible to our higher selves and uh, social realms. And also every Monday from 8 to 9.30, I offer a class on Zoom. It's drop-in. You can tune in with me for the week ahead astrology and a movement and meditation practice that will uh, give you support for working with the week ahead. And Capricorn, you need support because you are supporting a lot of others right now. And the impact of the world around you is requiring you to invest in your own support. So if this work um, feels resonant for you, I hope to see you in some of the embodied astrology spaces. And whether or not I see you, I am wishing you all the best in Scorpio season and beyond. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview, included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and the monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 year ahead readings. Those readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023 specific for your sun rising and moon signs. My year ahead readings are now discounted by 75% as we get to the end of the year, but there is still a lot of information in them. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs 404 is our visual creative director. 
Joe Stewart is the office coordinator, and Vera Lumi composed and created the music. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all the best in the season ahead.